guys, it's Rami. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Score North Live. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North mobile app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you only have time to listen to one segment from today's show, here it is right now. The Knicks might want to trade him. Man, I'd sure be trying to get him. Great match. Oh, Kobe Bryant! <laughs> for human life! <laughs> what a play! That was sweet. That's as good as it gets, folks. Those highlights on NBC and TNT, Hour 2 of Score North Live on 1500 scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Rami Makloff in the TCL Broadcast Studios with Matthew Collar alongside Manny Hill on the other side of the glass and on the ones and twos. I, uh, I was not here yesterday. Um, while I'm sure most of Manny, I would assume most of these airwaves and this time slot were dedicated to remembering Kobe Bryant talking yep. about Kobe, right? Yep. Um, and honestly, a part of me feels like maybe it was it was a good thing I wasn't here yesterday for the mood and the feeling that was happening yesterday because I get the sense that the way that I felt about Kobe Bryant was not in the right spirit or the mood for the way people were talking about it and feeling about it yesterday. I'm just going to be honest and put that out there right off the top. And I'm also going to put this out there right off the top. I felt the same things that I'm sure most of the people within the sound of my voice right now, including Manny and Matthew, felt when you saw that news on Sunday. The shock, the disbelief, it hurt. I was a, I became a Kobe fan. I, I came a long way on Kobe over the course of his career and his life. And after he stopped playing, I, I, I came to, to appreciate the player. I came to appreciate the man. And I feel like he became a better player and a better man as his career went on. Just... Just talking about basketball, we were talking in the last segment about Carl Anthony Towns and my my analogy of Batman and Robin and that he may be a Robin and, and not a Batman at this stage in his career. I didn't think Kobe was always the best teammate or the best leader early in his career and probably was in the right role as Robin to Shaq's Batman and became, I think, a better teammate and a better leader as his career went on after Shaq left and was capable of filling in that role of Batman. He grew, I think, as a player, as a teammate, as a leader. And so I appreciated that. I don't, I tend to, I try not to take hard stances on guys where I won't move on them. You know what I mean? I, a lot of people in sports, you either hate them or you love them and you never move off that. I, I try not to do that. So I came a long way on Kobe the player and I came a long way on Kobe the man from what happened in 2003. In Colorado, I think that he probably learned a lot from that. He grew from that. He became a better person and a better man because of that. He was probably a better husband and a better father because of what happened there. But it's hard for me to just sit here for the last two days, and I know this is going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. Feel free to express that. I'm open to that. 651-646-8255. Matthew, Manny, feel free to express that. If what I'm saying offends you or you feel like I'm in the wrong and saying what I'm saying or feeling what I'm feeling. But in, in a time where people are ready to cancel Tariq Hill or Kareem Hunt for the things that they've done. Remember the outrage when Michael Vick was made one of the captains an honorary captain of the NFC Pro Bowl team, and people were like, really, we're doing this for this guy after everything that he did? I'm wondering, and I'm I'm part of this, because like I just said, 
I came to like Kobe. I came to appreciate him and be a fan of him. I'm wondering how much I and we as sports fans will forgive and forget and move on from something because you were just that good at a sport. You know what I mean? Michael Vick, he had the prime of his career probably taken away from him because of what he did, so he never really got got a chance to get back on the football field and be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, which I think he had the capability of being winning Super Bowls and burying the uglier headlines that happened earlier in his life. Kobe Bryant got that opportunity, and I wonder how much of it we just are willing to move on from and not talk about and not really think about these last two days and the aftermath of what happened because he was that great an athlete and accomplished so much in that arena, and how much of it is because of, as I said earlier, I do think that he matured and he grew from what happened and became a better man, a better father, and a better husband because of what happened But ultimately, that happened. And I'm just going to read the quote from Kobe Bryant of what happened in Colorado in 2003. Although I truly believe this encounter between us was consensual, I recognize now that she did not and does not view this incident the same way I did. After months of reviewing, discovery, listening to her attorney, and even her testimony in person, I now understand how she feels that she did not consent to this encounter. That was from the LA Times story in 2005. I'm not saying that the guy deserved to be buried and done away with in society. When we have situations like Tariq Hill, like Kareem Hunt, I'm always one to say, look, just casting this guy off and not letting him be a productive member of society, it's not good for society. Even worse, it's not good for the people who they harmed, whether it's their their uh, 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 significant other, their child, some stranger who they assaulted. It does no good to anybody to just cast somebody off and not let them reclaim themselves and be a productive person. But going back to Michael Vick, and Sarah Spain has been really hard on Michael Vick, even though he paid his debt to society and has since you know, gone around speaking to kids and youths and to try and prevent them from going down the path that he did. She commended all that but said, there's, there's a big difference, and I'm paraphrasing now, between forgiving and honoring. And how much good does somebody have to do? I know this is a big question and a deep question. It's not the type of conversation you usually get from me on Score North Live. How much does somebody have to do both in the arena and in terms of their philanthropy and just being a good human being, being a good family man, which Kobe apparently was, that he's now somebody who we honor and put on this pedestal and don't, like I said, for the last two days, we haven't thought about or talked about something as serious as as a rape. Like I, there is no way to sugarcoat that or or use a different word for it. When you say I thought it was consensual, but I recognize that she did not. That's the story of a lot of rapes, and that's not like that's not an excuse. That it, and I know he's not trying to make it an excuse. That's not an explanation that makes it what happened okay. And that's in my book. I'm sure most people listening to me would agree with this. Like one of the worst things that you can possibly do to another human being. Mm-hmm. I, so I, while I felt the shock, while I felt the disbelief, the loss, and I appreciated Kobe and everything he did after this, I'm conflicted as far as, and myself, honoring this man 
to the extent that we do and not bringing this thing up. Am I wrong for that? So I've got a few thoughts on on that. Um, First of all would be that I don't have any respect for people who just say, well, you know, his legacy was complicated, but it's like, well, no, you can say what he did. We should look at people for exactly who they are in black and white and not try to skip over the facts and the things that actually happened, like in Colorado in 2003 with Kobe Bryant. And there's also not like a scoreboard with human beings either. So it's not like, well, he did a good and he did a bad. And so I guess he's 80% good. So I like him. You know, we just have all these troubles with dealing with people who have had very public indiscretions who are very successful. And I think Ben Roethlisberger is the same thing. I'll never forget Chris Berman saying, well, you know, he was accused of, and it's a blocked punt. Remember that? Remember what? <laughs> he was, did he, he was, really do that? He was calling the opening game for Pittsburgh, and he was trying to talk about it, but talk around it, and it was very uncomfortable, and then there was a blocked punt. So he was just in the middle of saying something about, well, you know, it's complicated. and what, There's a lot of fear, uh, I think, in the media because people get attacked, and there's a lot of outrage online and stuff like that. So we're all very, very, very careful not to ever say the things that are true. The thing that is true is what Kobe Bryant did in Colorado is deplorable and as you mentioned there he acknowledged it for what it was i mean that's a fact of the case is what he said and what you read and it's part of his entire story what's interesting about kobe bryant is that we know his entire story how many athletes could you ever say that we knew you in high school we knew you in your rookie year we knew you when things were great we knew you when things were terrible and we knew you more than almost anyone i've ever seen after your career that he was very public he was on tv all the time he was at games with his daughter all the time and so there isn't this well since he did this post career that sort of erases that like no it doesn't erase what he did to that person and how that person's going to feel about it for the rest of their life and we should always look at that as part of who he was i like what Jim Peterson said yesterday, and I might even go as far to say that what Jim Peterson said yesterday on the show changed my life. I'm I'm serious. He really changed the way that I'll look at death forever, which is crazy that this stuff happens when someone who's public passes away. Jim said what we should do in dealing with things like this that affect us all is figure out what we can take away from that person, what lessons we can learn from that person. And with Kobe Bryant, what lessons you can learn is, uh, number one, the way he supported his daughter's WNBA dream mm-hmm. uh, was beautiful and wonderful. And Did you guys the see way... the story that he told on Jimmy Kimmel? I did. That clip yes. has been playing. That people, people would come up to him often when he was out with Gianna, his daughter, who was in that helicopter crash with him, and say, man, you need to have a boy to carry on the legacy of the Mamba. And she would always like pat herself on the chest and go, hey. I got this. Like she was, she had that, she had that mentality and that edge to her that mm-hmm. she was ready to carry on that legacy. And I think had already committed to UConn, didn't she? Uh, no, she was only thirteen. Okay, uh, but she, well, I've that seen was her dream. Commit- yeah, she okay. wanted to uh, go to UConn and, and be a star. And from just the talent, from what I saw from the Instagram clips and things like that, I mean, she had the DNA. Mm-hmm. She was basically little Kobe Bryant, and she 
probably could have done it. And that's one of the biggest tragedies of this entire thing and probably why it sticks with us more. But that's the way I look at it is we have to talk about someone's legacy uh, as black and white, as in these are the facts of what happened. And what we take away from them is kind of up to you. Uh, when someone passes away like this. And I hope a lot of people took away that if your daughter has a dream, you should support it. And, I mean, it could go for any child, but specifically in sports with women, they get the short end of the stick all the time. And their league has only been around for 25 years. And people are like, oh, the WNBA attendance. Yeah, well, if it was around for 100 years and we treated them the same and gave them the same amount of media coverage and treated them like Kobe Bryant treated women's basketball, then maybe they would be the same level of popularity. And maybe it wouldn't have to be a huge thing when star players can finally get $500,000 in the WNBA as it is if everyone had treated women's sports the same way that Kobe Bryant did. I mean, that's something to take away. The other thing, too, is that you can learn from what you've done in the past and who you were. Kobe Bryant was a terrible teammate. I don't think there's any debating that. Right. And after he gave back to the game more than any star I think I've ever seen, right. that there are all these players, hundreds and hundreds of players, who texted with Kobe, who work out with Kobe, who got his advice from one of the great players who's ever stepped on the floor. He was giving. He was there on that helicopter with other parents of other kids who were not superstar millionaires or billionaires or anything. It was a community college baseball coach, I think, right? And and his daughter. These were the people that Kobe Bryant was supporting and giving back everything he could to the game. I think in part because of the sins of his past. I agree. And I think that drove him to a certain degree to be the man that he was. And we can all learn from that. I think we can all take away from that to say, you and know what? I, I made mistakes ultimately, in the past and I can be better. Ultimately, as I was struggling with this, these conflicted feelings that I had after he passed away, I, I came down to one, to, to one question for me. Well, two questions wrapped up in one. Are we too quick to forgive somebody because of how great they are on, on a public stage? whether we're talking about athletes or any other kind of public figure, or are we too hesitant to forgive somebody who can't achieve greatness after they've done the horrific thing that they've done? Like there were probably some of the same people who were saying Tyree kill should never play in the NFL again. Kareem hunt should never play in the NFL again. No way. Michael Vick should be the captain of the pro bowl team. Those same people. If I was petty enough to go back and dig through tweets who were saying that, we're probably tweeting R.I.P. Kobe on Sunday with nary a mention of what happened to him in 2003. You know what I mean? And I, I think that the answer is probably the latter. We're probably not quick enough, as horrific as some of the accusations that we're talking about here are, we're probably not quick enough to forgive somebody, despite what they may be doing to make up whatever penance they pay to make up for the crime that they committed, we're probably not quick enough to forgive them because they don't do things on the public stage that wow us and entertain us and make us go ooh and ah like Kobe did after what happened in Colorado in 2003. If Tyreek Hill ends up being the Kobe Bryant of football, much like what happened to Kobe in 2003 has been a footnote at best in the last two days, it'll be the same thing in the story of Tyreek Hill or Kareem Hunt or anybody else who's done something short of what Aaron Hernandez did. Anybody else who you look at and and you think that guy is irredeemable 
and needs to be cast off and, and not privileged enough to do what they do for a living and play these sports that we all love watching and cheering for. Like, just think about if, if, think about Kobe next time you have that instinct to just want to do away with the guy, to just want to cast a guy off. Is that really because you're that sickened and outraged by what he did or because he never had a chance to redeem himself in the arena of sports or in the arena of any other form of entertainment that we enjoy in society? So I've been thinking about this thing a lot uh, that you're bringing up. And, you know, uh, I, the Los Angeles Lakers have not tweeted anything since Kobe Bryant passed away, which I think is the best thing they could have possibly done. There is any tweet that you send would seem just like almost disrespectful. Like there's no possible way that you could tweet something that would capture the devastation of the entire sports world. And even beyond that, even, I mean, even beyond just the sports world, like you see Ellen crying, talking about it. So Mm -hmm. it goes, it transcends that there's no picture. There's no RIP. There's, there's no words that you could just tweet out that wouldn't feel like almost disrespectful because it just wasn't enough. And, with Twitter and Facebook and all these things, and then the media world that we have where you put two dudes and then they yell at each other and then a girl tells them to stop and then they talk about something else and they yell at each other. Like, you don't have to have a take on everything. Like, everything in the entire world doesn't have to be an argument, a debate, a do you think we should talk about Kobe's rape? Like, it, it, it doesn't have to be that way. It's become that way. And Manny and I talked yesterday after the show just about how horrible social media was on that day when Kobe passed away. And a lot of it that was mind-blowing, aside from the erroneous reports, which just, I, I, as a journalist, they're so offensive that it happens. Um, but Because uh, you have to be, when it's a death, you have to be a thousand percent sure and no one will remember who had it first. It's, you know, because the, the death immediately blows up after that. This isn't a transaction. You don't treat it like the Vikings are signing Marcus Sherrill's. Okay. Right. Uh, but, uh, you did, know, they, did they bring him back? Uh, no. Okay. No. All right. So I think he's done after right. fumbling that punt, but that's not the point. Uh, I guess the point is that you can do what the Lakers did and you can shut your mouth and you don't have to have a take. Like you, you can sit back and personally reflect on everything that there is in this person's story and what it means to you without yelling at people on Twitter and fighting people on Twitter or coming on to whatever show and having some blazing take about why aren't we talking about this or I, I, I'm going to forget about that or whatever. Like everything doesn't have to be a debate show. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not here to say that anybody has been wrong for the last two days to not make it a major talking point when talking about Kobe, because my initial reaction, my first response was what everybody else's was. It was the, the 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 grief, the disbelief, the shock of this thing that this dude who I had, you know, grown to admire as a basketball player and a, and and a man and provided a lot of great moments for me and there was a lot of lessons to take away from the way he lived his life later. Like that was the, that was the first thing that I thought about, but then the more time went on and probably about 24 hours later I started to feel that conflict of yeah. did did I just let it go because he was a great basketball player or because more people just deserve to for us to forgive not forget but forgive 
move on and give them a chance at redemption. Well, and, and that's my point, is that having that thought and that conversation and even that internal dialogue of how should I feel about this? Have I been handling these things right when it comes to players who have off-the-field things, and especially when it comes to something as horrific as uh, assaulting a woman or, or whatever it might be, um, harming another person? And you have to wonder, like, are we right to you know, make somebody uh, into a hero and, and a mythology when they have done human things and sometimes horrible human things. But I think that that's like right there is the right answer. The right answer is you should be asking yourself those questions that something like this should cause you to have these thoughts and internal conversations with yourself when you're walking the dog or whatever it might be. And then maybe that's part of why it's so heavy. It shouldn't be. The reaction shouldn't be to run onto Twitter the moment you find out he passes away and say, why are we all talking about this rapist? Like, I saw that a lot. Oh, I saw like, plenty of that. Dude, come on. I mean, this is... Me and Jed took a couple of calls on that yesterday. Man, this, it's just, yeah. like, how simple is your brain if you do that? I just, I, I I don't know. I mean, this is this is a thing that for us to talk about and deal with, I mean, just as people, not you and I, I mean, everyone is a lot of conflicting feelings and a lot of complicated conversations to have with your friends when you discuss Kobe Bryant. And and if you're the same person says, how dare you bring that up? Well, you're ju- you're on the wrong side too, I think. So, you know, I think that's the right answer is we should think a- about this. It should cause introspection, uh, an event like this. And that and that's the right way to do it. It's not let's yell at each other and debate it. You know, that that sort of thing. I guess that's the way that I would look at it. 